totally, totally blessed today to be able to, to bring together, to come together, to share together in this time of exploring God's Word. And I want to thank our worship team again, and I want to especially thank uh, Jonathan and Josiah Nussbaum for all they've done. Uh, Roberto is not here today, but these three guys together in sync have just done so much to change the audio dynamics for the church, and some of it's not noticeable. A smart, really smart um, audio technician said to me about five years ago, the one sign of a really great audio technical team is when nobody notices them, <laughs> which is the kind of the ultimate compliment because it's everything is going great. So I really appreciate Josiah, uh, his extra time to come today with Jonathan and uh, Jessica serving and, and everybody who serves in this congregation, your, your love and care means more to us than we can express. So today, children's class starts with uh, Pathfinders and Explorers down the hall, and it's time for them to go as well. Today we're talking about uh, synchronizing together some truths that have been in the, in the thread of, of the series of this summer. We're talking about synchronizing our servanthood with Jesus or sharpening our servant vision. And in our opening today, I want to ask you to turn to a passage in Romans 15, because then we're going to transition to the theme here on the screen. But I want to make some links that are really important, because the dynamic we're going to look at today is, is to me, the single most pivotal principle for helping followers of Christ get unstuck. It is so easy in your life, whether through circumstances Justin just prayed about, uh, whether through business back uh, problems with uh, hindrances, setbacks in business, whether it's a family issue or a relational issue that's creating a lot of maybe emotional or mental stress, whether it's uh, bereavement, the loss of a loved one, or or a caregiving, the ongoing need of energy for caregiving, uh, whether it's engagement in our community with the various issues that our community faces locally or, or the, the contentious atmosphere that we see in our country today where it seems there's just a, there's just a siege of contention in almost every place you turn, whether it's the news media or social media or interactions in the street, there's just a contentious contentious atmosphere that is increasingly stressful for people, not only those that are engaged in it directly, but it's stressful for everyone to see our country, the fabric of our, of the crust of our country, torn in such uh, dramatic ways. Well, there are multiple ways in which that a person, any follower of the Lord, the Bible makes it clear, any follower of the Lord, I hope you'll hear this, wherever you are today, wherever you are emotionally, Wherever you are in your relationships, wherever you are in your career, wherever you are in your church life, wherever you are in your commitments, I hope you'll really hear this, that if you are stuck, if you're stuck in a place where you are not progressing, if you're frustrated, if you feel pinned down, if you feel like maybe walls are closing in, no good options in the path that's before you. In any way that you feel touched 
let me tell you, today what we're talking about is a general dynamic principle that can break that process, that can break you out, that can be set free in a totally new way. And I would summarize it like this. This is what Jonas did with the Nineveh story. I would summarize it in this way, that Jesus serving Jesus is synced with his living
living wager without having an attitude of service. So there's a, there's a, a, a great dynamic principle here, and the reason it's so vital to the mindset of Jesus Jesus is the model. What does he say? 
um, or, or fresh fishing versus cold water. The depth of the well, and he's just, he drank and he splashed it and when he got it on him, he got wet and he drank and the water went through him and he filled that cup and left it on the bed by that
last phrase of verse 3 says, and he will continue to teach. The application of faith happens to all of us in light of John 8, 4. Obviously, the the use of the miracle power that is here is not just there in that transformation moment, but that commission to respond. And you see, the Bible tells us later in Acts 16, 11, that, that God in the very use of fleshly power, God caused special, extraordinary miracles to be done in the hands of the apostles that day. Notable, epic, miracle-working, unlimited miracle-working power in the hands of three guys. It's like a meteor from a meteor. It's like it's like the, the, the a meteor lighting up the night sky and us understanding that it's so much more than God than what the human brain can grasp. To make it even more clear, the writer of the epistle to the Hebrews in Hebrews chapter 3 and 4 took a note down to ensure it is not tied up with miracle after miracle that only took place. Hebrews 13, 3 and 4, the Bible says that these these remarkable miracles were were signaling the greater truth of the Lord Jesus who would take death in place, who would fully take on our humanity, die the death we deserve, remove the sin barrier so that human beings' hearts could live in reconciled daily relationship with their Heavenly Father. So here we have Jesus Sending them out. And the takeaway in verse 8 is what? Freely you've received, freely give. Now I think that to, to grasp the vast scope of this 10th chapter, once again now move back into the 9th chapter. And I'd like you to think about for a minute what was the reason why Jesus was asking them to pour the cup of water out of their stall that others from unknown could come to that well and drink. Why did Jesus call a people of limited faith and limited faith to be a people who, who live and love and serve and desire to worship him in ways that are pouring out giving toward the benefit of others, maybe unknown, unseen, but saying, Lord, show us how you in our church of us in our lives, how may I pour out the cup of cold water, though it may seem meager that you've given me, and let it be the cup of finding cold water to bring unlimited power to come to people I haven't seen. Well, to grasp the scope of this, here's what we see in Acts 13, 6. Tell me that Jesus went about all the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues or dispersed, preaching the gospel of the kingdom serve those dispersed, but when he saw the multitudes, underline in your Bible the word saw there, if you would, because this is exactly what we're talking about today. Jesus not only modeled it, he imparted the power of his son for this to be real. When he visually saw the multitudes, the verbs, the two verbs that follow this are quite intriguing in the Greek when the, the New King James translation gives us this phrasing that he was moved with compassion because they were too weary to scatter him. I want to get some Greek translations here on this screen of, of how these words are conveyed in various translations of the New King James. 
of me. They are harassed and helpful. The New English Bible says it's fainting and dropping. That is one of the meanings of that second word. It literally means to be thrown down forcibly on the ground. And listen, these expressions tell us something about the people who live in this neighborhood. There is a pressure in this culture. There is a stress level in this culture causing many people to be weary and scattered, harassed and helpless. And then I love Kenneth Sutherland, the author of that wonderful ministry book, Inseparable from the Church of God, Martin Luther King Jr., that wonderful quote. Helen Keller translated those two words into this way. Sing! Yes. Sing! First, as Jesus is entering in a precarious place. They didn't know what they were wandering into. And that is exactly the human experience in our time. It is also as true of Christians as it is of non-Christians. In the sense of the illustration of the shepherd, there are really no differences between the human condition. They're all wandering, helpless, without a shepherd. But the difference is a child of God. The difference is redeemed. The difference for those described in Ephesians 1, 7, where the Bible says, put our trust in him fully and his spirit Victoriously applied within us by faith. The difference in those who have what 2 Peter 1 3 tells us we've received his great and precious promises that have come to us so that we might be safe from corruption and enter the world with God as his sons and daughters of the living God. The difference is this we have a shepherd. And so the crossover between the darkness to light, the crossover from death to life, the crossover from lostness into the kingdom is Jesus. The human condition continues to challenge on every level. But the living, enduring, comforting shepherd of sheep owns the sheep for himself. And the scope of Matthew 10, the following chapter, is, is a vivid example of Jesus sending disciples out to carry the light of the living shepherd. Why? Because as we stand determined not above a shadow, nor is the disciple above his teacher, but we are called to go in the very power that he gave. Now, before we conclude it, in that Matthew 9, 36, the thing that drives all this is a is a word I'd like to ask you to circle with me. If you've, if you've uh, thought about this, if you've underlined the word saw in Matthew 9, 36, now would you circle the word moved with compassion? Now, in our English translations, the, that, those, that phrase of three words translates one single verb. Swanathomai in the verb is a the root of it 
uses a Greek word that could be really graphically described as as crying or as weeping to God. Some translations of Scripture even use the word ankreos or internal organs. And so when you put it together in the verb form, what he's saying is that on the deepest possible level, so deep, we might call it deep God.
you're moved is compassion by what you see. And as we see it, then yes, we give. And as we hear it, it comes to fruition. As we, we, we understand what he was saying about that inner dynamic, we realize that following Jesus not only energizes us for everything that is now, but it brings us Grace. 